0: Welcome to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. I'm Dr. Glenn Kinkin, Senior Minister here at Centenary. My hope is that this podcast will give you some good news for your journey today. Our scripture lesson this morning comes from the book of Isaiah, the ninth chapter, verses two through seven. Hear with me now the words of the Lord, words that were spoken to forecast the coming of this child of Bethlehem. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them a light has shined. You have multiplu- multiplied the nation and have increased its joy. They rejoice because you as the joy the harvest as a people exalt when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, You have broken as on the day of Midian, for all the boots of the trampling warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire, for a child has been born to us, a son given to us. The authority rests upon his shoulders, and his name is Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish it and uphold it with justice and righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord has accomplished this. My friends, this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Mighty Lord, we gather this morning, we gather in the afterglow, if you will, of the manger. The heralding angels have sung their hallelujahs. They have shouted glory to God for us all to hear. Because the prophecy of your prophet Isaiah has rung true for us. The rod of oppression to sin and death has been removed. The warring within our souls of right and wrong has been cleared up and the victor has been declared. Peace is available to us because a child has been born. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Lord. And so the birth has come to a new dawn, a new kingdom in which we find ourselves as blessed citizens. So as we sing, as we pray, as we listen, may our hearts be filled and may we go forth and tell all the world of what has come to us, this thing which has come to pass in this city of David, known as Bethlehem. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. So suffice it to say that the birth of Christ is sort of this world-changing moment, the one in all of human history that has altered it ever since, more so than anything else has come about. It's this poignant big bang moment, and so during Advent, as we journeyed together during those four weeks, we thought about what was at the heart of Christmas, this idea of hope and peace and joy and love. All of these things were wrapped in swaddling clothes around the whole concept of Christmas, whereby we are healed and made whole. This baby in a manger flipped the script for the whole world, setting it on a new direction. But I think for us to really grasp the impact of Christmas, the impact of Christ's birth upon our lives, maybe we ought to look at the songs that we sing this time of year. And not just look at them, but really think about them as we sing them, as they fill our minds, our hearts, our voices, and as they fill the rafters of this church and the world around us. To think about what they mean, to understand what this day, this Christmas day means for us. I mean, think about it. If we were wanting to put ourselves there at the manger, sort of peering around the shoulders of the shepherds and looking in to see Mary and Joseph and the babe, what might it have sounded like to us? What might it have looked like to us? And so maybe the best picture for that is to look at the carol Bring a Torch, Jeanette and Isabella. I mean, this French carol comes from the Provence region of France. As it tells a story about two farmer's daughters who discover in their stable that the king of the world has been born. And because it's the greatest thing that's ever happened on their farm and in their entire lives, they go to town and they tell everybody what's happened. And so what do they do? The villagers, they want to see this too. They're no different than you. If I knocked on your door and said, you won't believe what's happened, you kind of want to come look too, right? So they did that. So the villagers come and being... Just good hospitality and being something to celebrate. They raided the pantry and they bring food. And then, somewhere in the midst of all of the commotion there at the manger, someone realizes, you know, maybe we shouldn't make so much noise around a sleeping baby. Shh. But even in the quiet of that, they're still rejoicing. And the song says, look, he smiles in his dreams. Maybe Jesus was smiling in his dreams because he heard all the commotion, but just didn't want to wake up yet, but knew it was about him. Or maybe he smiled in his dreams because he knew the future and knew why he came. So the legend and tradition has it that even to this day in the Provence region of France, on Christmas Eve, the boys and the girls of the village, when they go to midnight mass on Christmas Eve to celebrate his birth, they come dressed as shepherds and as farmer's daughters to celebrate and to sing this carol. So I think the best way for us to really understand this is we're going to sing this too. So we've worked this out with a choir. They're going to sing parts of it we have a soloist that's going to sing parts of it, and there are parts of it that we're going to sing. But I'm also going to say this, if the Spirit gets in you and you just have to sing along with everyone else, even when it's not your turn, go right ahead. I'm just thankful that I've got backup singers because y'all don't want me singing it by myself. So thank you all. Read, let's play. Let's sing. So as we imagine that transformation, imagine how Christmas Day sort of arrives and is greeted by us and by the world, this idea of the news of Christmas. If we couldn't be at the manger, but later we begin to hear about it. In the English carol, I saw three ships, we see an image of what this might be like. Now there's some confusion among the scholars as to what they meant by the three ships. I mean, Bethlehem is clearly inland. There is no way to sail a physical ship into Bethlehem. So maybe there's some conjecture that when the, when the hymn was written, the idea of the three ships were really the three ships that carried holy relics to Germany, relics of the Magi that are now housed at the cathedral in Cologne. There's also another theory that's out there, the idea of the three ships really referred to the camels. Because in those days, the camels were, if you will, the ships of the desert. But either way, it doesn't matter so much about the the literal sense of the ship. But look at what's happening with the words. Listen to the tune and what happens with it. It's sort of around, and so as we sing it, there's this idea of excitement and it builds. You have Jesus and his mother coming to Bethlehem, and then we have the angels rejoicing, and then the earth rejoices, and then finally we get to rejoice on Christmas Day. And we think about our Advent journey, that's really kind of what it is. I mean, we are in this, this, this eternal season of waiting, and then finally, aha, Christmas is here, and we get to rejoice. So let's watch the ships and sing along. so as we rejoice, we then ask ourselves, how does Christmas impact me? What should Christmas do in my life? So we think about the old carol, Good King Wenceslaus. You see, this carol tells the story of a bohemian king who on the feast day of St. Stephen, the 26th of December, today, the second day of Christmas, He looks out across all of his kingdom, and he spies one of his servants, one of his, I guess, vassals or one of his people in his realm. He spies them gathering winter fuel, and he says, you know, it's the feast day of St. Stephen, the day in which we are supposed to give alms to the poor. And I see one of mine struggling to gather fuel when the snow is deep and cold. And so he looks to his page and he says, "We need to do something about this." He says, "We need to take fuel and food to this man's house. Do you know where he lives?" And the page tells him, and so they pack up all of the things that are needed to enhance this man's life, and they set on a journey to him. Because King is intent on providing for this person. Prevent on helping this poor person have an enriched life. And so he does this, and somewhere along the journey, it's cold and it's starting to get dark and the snow is deep, and the page just wants to give up because it's difficult. And what does the king do? He says, put your steps in mine, because we are going to do what God calls us to do. We're going to make sure that we dine with this man and that his house is warm. So in that final stanza, the discharge of it for us all to put our feet in the master's steps that ye who bless the poor receive a blessing too. So maybe that's what we should learn this Christmas, that when we put our feet in the master's footsteps, we follow the example of the Christ, that babe in Bethlehem, that maybe that's what we're called to do, and that when we do it, we receive a blessing even as we bless others. Maybe that's the impact Christmas is supposed to have. That's enough of my words. Let's sing this thought, shall we?
1: I shall see him dine when we bear them thither. Page and monarch forth they went, forth they went together, Through the rude wind's wild lament and the bitter weather. Sire, the night is darker now, and the wind blows stronger, Fails my heart, I know not how, I can go no longer. Mark my footsteps, good my page, tread thou in them boldly. Thou shalt find the winters of age, freeze thy blood as cold.
0: So as we continue our celebration of the Christmas season for the next eleven days, including today, as we do, as we bask in the glory of Christmas and its as we do all of that. As we think about the idea of what it might be like if we had been an eyewitness to the manger, or how Christmas greets the world to rejoice or how it irrevocably changes who we are and how we live. May we go forth from this time together in worship. May we sing from the highest mountaintop to tell all the world that Christ has been born. And as we continue to listen to music, as we continue to think of the songs of the season, that we listen to their words and figure out how it impacts our lives, and our understanding of the gift that we have been given in Christ our Lord. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. We hope that you'll consider joining us for worship on Wednesday evenings at 7 o'clock or Sunday mornings at 8.30, 9 or 11. Have a blessed day.